1: That's
2: 800-760-1845. The motorsports world is where legends are made. The unthinkable happens and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show. Powered by Polaris Razor with Jim Beaver.
3: Welcome to the General Tire Down to Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, back in the saddle. Yes, we took a couple of weeks off. Good reasoning for that. I was uh, on a bender of a road trip, went on a uh, RV trip. Did a bunch of razor riding. Went to Pirate's Cove, an amazing place. We'll talk about that. Doing some razor riding. Took out uh, an amazing Bennington pontoon boat uh, owned by Polaris. And, uh, man, it was a beauty. Uh, Took that out on the water. Then I go all the way to the east coast to Delaware. Ended up taking in a Led Zeppelin concert. Eh, it was a tribute band, but they were still really damn good. Um, And then go to Pastrana Land for a few days. Then hop a flight all the way over to... All the way over to Wisconsin, take in Crandon, and then I all of a sudden hop another flight to Minnesota, go and hang out with my buddy Levi LaValley. So now I'm back here in Arizona in the studio doing radio, and I got stories for days to tell you guys on the show this week. And not only that, but I've got some blockbuster A-plus stellar guests that we're going to drop today. Kicking things off in hour number one, we've got, uh, obviously, my partner in crime, Tiffany Stone. Been a while since I've caught up with her. She's on site at ERX. She's going to give us a lowdown. Everything happening in the world of short course there at ERX for the big event this weekend in the championship off-road calendar. Then we've also got a guy coming off a big cup win at Crandon. He's racing at ERX this weekend, also racing in Stadium Super Trucks at Mid-Ohio, Jarrett Brooks, my General Tire teammate. He's going to be on the show. And then if that's not enough for you guys, you know what? Hour number two we got bill the thrill hines now if you guys have been watching social media the past week yes he was the guy that got into the altercation at stadium super trucks in mid-ohio we had steering wheel throwing helmet spiking all kinds of shenanigans going on. Bill Hines, one of the guys involved, he's going to be on the show. He's going to break it down. He's going to tell us what really happened and the reasonings for it in hour number two. Also got time for some fan questions. So if you've got fan questions, hit me up. It is at Beaver 15 on social media, and uh, I will definitely get those answered in the show. Probably probably in hour number two. That gives you guys a solid hour to hit me up, but uh, it's at Beaver 15 on social media. Also, you know, obviously a lot of you are listening nationally. Thank you for tuning in on SiriusXM Sports Byline, the U.S. American Forces Network, wherever you're tuning in. Thank you. But head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button. It helps us out a ton. And we'll be back after this on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with the down and dirty radio show since 2012
7: From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award winning for generations. Now they're going all in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly.
6: Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
3: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I know it's been a minute since you have heard my voice on air. Been getting a lot of re-airs nationally. Uh, Hopefully you're heading over to Project Action, checking out my other show. We've uh, dropped some shows uh, there um but uh, yes we're back in the saddle for the next couple of weeks here and uh big show today great guests already went through that in the opening segment we're not going to dive back into that but uh yeah the reason why I've been off grid is uh, I've been doing uh some traveling some amazing stuff all motorsports oriented um you know and and honestly we've been uh doing some interviews on the road things like that stuff we're going to cycle into the shows uh but it's been uh, kind of a whirlwind June Originally, we'd had this big RV trip planned uh, that we were going to take up and down the West Coast. And uh, that kind of got spun into a smaller RV trip and then a big trip on the East Coast, uh, hitting up some spots, things like that. So uh, I don't know. I live a blessed life. If you can take anything from me, this is the 10th anniversary of the show, 10 years ago. I am forty now. Ten years ago at thirty years old. I decided I didn't like where I was at in life. Not that it was bad. I, I'm not saying I had a bad life, but I just I wasn't driven. It wasn't challenging me. So stepped away from an amazing job. Actually I didn't step away from it. I started up a little show, online radio show, twenty seven listeners. You guys know the story. Here we are ten years later. But um, you know, I started that, you know, in conjunction with my other job. I basically needed three hours a week to do uh, this side project. And it started out and things started steamrolling. I grinded and it ended up being more than three hours a week. I was putting in all kinds of time, you know, to get that thing, you know, growing and and where it was at, where it's at today. But, you know, it it literally, I didn't have a social media following at the time. I didn't have anything at the time. Um, You know, obviously I raced and I had a few contacts, but, uh, you know, I didn't really have any paying sponsors, anything like that. But, fast forward and uh you know put in the work and grind it now we've got uh you know we've got a radio show nationally syndicated Sirius XM got a podcast with podcast one I'm a TV personality we've got uh TV contracts with CBS Sports Uh, I've got a media company for amazing people working for me Brittany Cardone Chris Leone and Matt Kalish uh are a part of my team uh you know we consult we uh, are an agent for athletes David Higgins Mia Chapman um you know we've got a website we're getting ready to relaunch um, you know we do a lot of p r and media uh, I got a full media production house um, you know, and we've got some amazing friends and friendships we' developed over the years, and this has all happened in the last ten years you know and this is just hard work putting in the time and uh you know th- I am absolutely proof. Uh, Of the American dream, Uh, trust me, I was broke at certain points the past uh, 10 years, but completely broke, um, you know, and uh, we put in the work and things are great now and it's afforded me the opportunities to go and hang out. With people like Street Bike Tommy on the East Coast at Pastrana Land and my good friend Hubert, and take that in. Um, you know, and, and obviously, uh, you know, it's building relationships and, and B2B and, and, you know, hatching plans and developing content that our partners, uh, you know, support us for and, and things like that. So, uh, it, it, you know, it's really, I'm telling you, if you're not happy where you're at and you feel like there's more, go out, grab it, get it. And, uh, you know, the only thing holding you back is yourself. Uh, that being said, I did have an amazing time on the East Coast with Street Bike Tommy and Hubert. Uh, went out there, uh, spent some time in Delaware. Actually went to a winery. Never been there before. Had some meetings, um, but uh, yeah, went to went went to a winery, uh, the oldest winery in the first state. Um, it's not the oldest oldest winery in the country, but it was pretty solid. Um, and then. Went to uh, the be- beach, Rehoboth Beach, uh, for kind of hung out in that area for a day. They went to Pastrana Land with my boy Street Bike Tommy. Let me tell you, we started calling him the mayor of the mayor of Annapolis. This guy, you go out partying with Street Bike Tommy in Annapolis, everybody knows who he is, uh, and it is a hella good time. Um, big thanks for him and his brother and Hubert and, uh, you know, everybody else for, for the good times. But I got to tell you about Pastrana land. Everybody wants to know about Pastrana land. And let me tell you, everybody goes, Do you backflip? Actually, I didn't. Uh, I had gone there, planned on backflipping, planned on racing UTVs, doing everything. You know what I ended up doing? Spent two days on dirt bikes. Yeah, spent two days on dirt bikes. I don't get to do that very often, and we had a ton of fun. Literally, there's miles. There's like 25 miles of trails out of Pastrana Land. We went uh, on dirt bikes and just went trail riding, and I had an absolute blast. I I haven't been on dirt bikes in a long time, especially that much. And uh, I got to tell you, man, it was amazing. The trails there through the woods, I don't get that on the West Coast. You don't have that there. And, uh, man, I fell in love with the place. I uh, borrowed, a, I think it's Travis's bicycle, and I rode the skate park. Let me tell you, Nate Wessel's built a cra- uh, a, a jewel there. Um, the skate park is definitely not an easy one to ride. I didn't have a bike that I was familiar with, so I just kind of floated around it a little bit. Didn't do anything crazy, but wanted to say I rode the skate park, did the pump track. Um, I got to see where all the magic has happened at Pastrana Land, and where uh, you know everybody's done uh, you know some amazing stunts, some amazing tricks, some groundbreaking action sports stuff. Um, Been really fortunate to be able to see that. Um, Did uh, you know go into the foam pit inside uh, the warehouse there? I got to see the top secret bar and all the uh, um, all the trophies cases that Travis has, and the old bikes. And uh, if you check out my Instagram stories. if you check out my Instagram stories, there's uh, quite a bit uh, uh, that I posted. I think I tagged them up in my profile, so you can kind of go through and see some of the pictures. I actually went off the grid and uh, and shut my phone off, uh, you know, on that trip to an extent. Like I took a bunch of pictures, but I wasn't on social media, so it was kind of a big photo dump at the end, is what I did. Um, just because I I kind of you know, it's one of those where we're all so connected with our with our uh, you know our electronic leash, right? Uh, that we never put it down, we never go anywhere without it. And I went, you know what? I'm back here i'm having an amazing time i want to experience it i want to take it all in uh so i didn't you know i wasn't on social media the entire time it was after the fact that i did and i'm kind of thankful i did but i got to tell you uh, you know obviously not everybody is welcome it's not like it's an open gate at Pastrana land i don't want to say it, not everybody's welcome but you know it's one of those where you got to know somebody to get in there but just maryland delaware that whole area of the country i've been to maryland since i was in fifth grade and that was just bits and pieces of maryland um you know traveling through Is it washington dc and you know you catch corners of maryland they're all kind of intermixed there but uh um maryland annapolis a beautiful place If you ever get the opportunity to go to annapolis do it a lot history there uh it was actually um u.s capital at one point i believe for like a year or something like that but um Beautiful place. uh, Big military presence there with the Navy. Um, And I got to talk about Delaware a little bit. You know, this is one of those states. I've got this thing where I want to hit all 50 states. So if I get the opportunity to hit a state, even if it takes me a day out of my way or something like that, I'm going to do it because uh, I don't get to very often. Um, you know, in, in, Delaware, when, when else am I going to go to Delaware? Right. So, uh, um, you know, had some, you know, had an opportunity to do that and uh, went and did it. And I got to tell you what a beautiful state Delaware is. I, I feel like got amazing beaches, uh, beach cities, beach towns. Um, I, I just feel like, uh, there's, there's so much going on that that's kind of like the, maybe a forgotten state to an extent, but, uh, I got to tell you, man, beautiful place. If you're on the East coast or whatever, literally carve out some time, go to Delaware, family vacation, something like that. Um, I do want to give a shout-out. There's a place called uh, Bottle & Cork. It's a live concert venue. I got to see my first live concert since this pandemic. It was a Led Zeppelin tribute band, who was phenomenal, by the way. Um, But Bottle & Cork in uh, in Dewey, Delaware, Ah, oh, amazing venue, amazing concert, awesome place. I follow them on Instagram. They got uh, it, all they do is live concerts, so they've got a ton always cranking there. Check them out, Bottle and Cork. If you're on the East Coast, man, that place you need to dial that in, lock it in. Um, they've got some amazing concerts. If you like me and you like live music, this place needs to be on your radar. That's for sure. So uh yeah that was kind of a bit about my uh my trip. I'm sure I'll get into more in that in, in hour number 2 in that uh, Q&A segment and I got a little bit more time to talk on that cuz we do have some stuff I want to talk about. But uh uh we got Tiffany Stone up next after the break right here on the Gentle Tire Down a Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor.
6: and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor all killer and no filler
3: welcome back to the gentle Tire Down and a dirty radio show powered by polaris razor jim beaver along with my partner in crime tiffany stone who is on site at erx last time i saw you was about a week and a half ago we were uh, hanging out at crandon and uh, now here you are at erx i am not there kind of uh, a little jealous at the moment but uh What's uh, what's the word from ERX, Tiff? Uh,
9: everything is going good right now. You know, all the teams are in. They're pretty much set up. Um, obviously, going to put down some laps and just see how the track is really holding up. Um, actually, it's a pretty cool 63 degrees right now. So, if this weather temp is pretty, you know, low, which it's probably not because, I mean, honestly, we're in the Midwest, so anything could happen. Um, you could probably see a lot of quick, fast lap times this weekend as well, but, obviously um if you guys know andrew carlson and carlson motorsports this is kind of his home track it's right where the shop is him and his dad and you know the place that's everybody kind of got this track together and a lot of drivers you know they love this track there's a lot of different things that are happening there's a lot of different like turns and just really cool track in general so i think it's going to be a great weekend
3: yeah i guess uh erx is to uh the carlsons what i guess crannon would be to like keegan they, kind of their backyard obviously a little more with the carlsons because his dad's part owner in the facility things like that but beautiful track one of my favorite places to visit they got a little everything there uh they do snow cross races they do uh snow bike races i mean utv racing it's it's a pretty pretty rad facility for anybody who hasn't been there definitely uh, definitely a, a trip people should take that being said um, obviously coming off Cran and Tiff we're almost a midway point a short course uh, you've been at the opening uh, two rounds both at Antigo and Cranon. I mean what are we uh, what are we looking at this year I know big one is is uh, you know to me the story of the year is pro two I mean one Keegan's been pretty pretty dominant but this is the biggest, most stacked Pro-2 field in history. I mean, this is uh, this is pretty exciting to watch. We finally have the all-star lineup, East, West. Everybody that's got a Pro-2 that's, you know, that's worth their weight is there, and they're competing against each other. I mean, this is something we haven't ever seen before.
9: No, I mean, I've been in short course five, six years, and – it's awesome just to kind of see what you're, you know, what's going to happen because it, it's just a great stack field, especially because a lot of the West Coast guys are running the full season, so you're starting to see a lot of different names now. But like you said, Keegan Kincaid is just kind of dominating and kind of really has things that are dialed in right now. Obviously, he's a, a part of the Vision Wheel fam, just like you and I. So it's really cool to kind of see that. But you're just going to have other ones that are coming in. I mean, even Pro White you're looking at pro light that's what that's becoming such a big thing right now and i know uh, some other people have talked about the pro spec that ryan beat's running um and actually ryan beat's the only one that's running the pro spec right now but it's showcasing that you could be able to come in here be able to have more of a pro spec a little easy on the uh, on the pocketbook it's still going to be you know some money to race but it's a little easier to be able to do that and if ryan beat can show people hey the pro spec's taking off who knows what's going to even happen later on this year maybe fall Crandon or even into next season
3: yeah and I think uh I think Pro 2 man this is uh this is the one like I said the one to watch really excited about that you mentioned Pro Spec I think that's one that I'm I'm very interested to see where it goes I think obviously this year is a kind of figuring it out year and I think you know next year it's really going to start getting some legs as we start getting some entries and and things like that in there I mean Pro 4 Pro 4 is always exciting to watch I mean they're so expensive that it's always, you know, not quite as, you know, many trucks number wise as Pro Two, but I feel like uh, Pro Four definitely we got one of the biggest fields we've seen in a long time and, you know, the biggest storyline is it's the who's who of Pro Four. You know, you've got R J, you've got the two Greaves trucks, you've got Kyle Duke, you know what I mean? You've got Chenny there. I mean, you know, you got uh Mittag. I mean this is uh this is a pretty exciting uh field to watch.
9: Exactly. And like you were saying, I mean last last time we were racing it was it was really cool to just see the strategy that a lot of the Pro 4 drivers are doing. I mean, depending on any given weekend that we've had, there's almost been somewhere there's 10, 12, 13 Pro 4s in there. And even last week, you know, like it's a battle always between the Greaves and the Duke. And then throw Matag and, um, you know, RJ out there. And that's, you know, two West Coast guys who are dominant out there as well coming here. So that's going to put a mix in it. You know, Andrew Carlson's got the truck pretty dialed in and everything like that, and it was cool to see Kenny, you know, take a podium spot last uh, last race. It's it's a true testament of never give up, never stop going. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, we saw even in Antigo, like a tire that was out there was messing up the whole field more so than anybody else driving. So it was just. It's cool to see everything come together. And then even talking about, like, I mean, we really haven't talked about the pro mods and, you know, the um the pro stock for the UTVs. Like, you're having a bunch of new players come out there, too, and it's just really, really cool to be able to see everybody move up, grow, I mean, Owen Van Eperen in the Pro Mod right now. Him and his dad are pretty dominating. But I remember interviewing Owen a few years back, and he was not even up to, like, my elbows. Now he's towering over me. So it's really cool to see these young kids grow, grow with the sport, get in different types of vehicles, different types of machines, and kind of just work their way up the field. And it's really cool to be able to see all of that.
3: Yeah, you know, and it's it's funny you mention that because, uh, you know, it's really My mind is blown with the talent, the young talent you've got in short course right now. You know, these kids that have been coming up the ranks and, you know, racing for almost 10 years and they're still teenagers. You know, like, to me, it's just mind-blowing how good, how fast they are at such a young age because of the carts, because of the UTVs. You know, there's so many places they can get experience. And, like, to me, it's crazy you get these 18-, 19-year-old kids that can run with the best in the business at such a young age.
9: No, exactly. I mean – there's the 170s, the 570s, and then for side-by-sides. And then they've even added a new class earlier, and I'm not sure if we've spoken about it a lot, but even the pro amateur, you know, the pro-ams out there, um, where you can be able to see these younger names that come from the carts or come from the buggies and be able to work their way up. I mean, the arts of course, Latournos, you know, they're doing a lot of cool things. And so it's kind of great to see you can – Go from a 170 to a 570, the Pro-Am to the Pro-Stock to the pro mods, and that's just all in UTV. So, I mean, that's just really cool. And the classes and the amount of people, even in the buggy classes, 30-plus buggies, you know, always that are out there running. So it's really cool to see everything come together.
3: Completely agree. So, ERX, obviously this one's a little bit different, Tiff. Racing on Friday and Saturday instead of the traditional Saturday and Sunday. Said, uh, cool temps, any chance of rain? I know I was back in Minnesota about a week ago, and, man, it was smoking hot temps. Like 98 degrees in northern Minnesota, which was crazy. So, for you to tell me these temps, uh, my mind is blown because literally a week ago, those temps were 30 degrees higher.
9: Oh, exactly. I mean, I'm looking at the weather right now. The highest it's supposed to get today is uh – is 75. Um, and then if we're looking at the overall weekend, I think the highest that I saw on Saturday maybe was like 79. So as long as it can stay pretty cool, a nice breeze out there. I mean, the humidity, obviously, I, I was at Antigo uh, with vision a few weeks back and it was humid and hot and just miserable. I couldn't imagine being a pro four and, you know, having so much heat come from right there and then have to be in the race suit try to keep everything together. I mean, we even saw Crandon last week or a few weeks back when it was raining, you have to really strategize what you're going to do, especially with tear offs, especially with those long turns, especially with turn one here, a little, you know, we don't have that long sweeping turn one like Crandon does, but you still, if the rain comes in, you're going to have to be able to make sure that your strategy on driving the tear up, when you want to do stuff, and of course they always throw the competition caution in there midway point, and that you know regroups everybody. So I'm really looking forward to a awesome great weekend here, you know, at ERX.
3: Yeah, well, and that being said, what's uh, next for you? I think uh, you've got New England Forest Rally, one of the biggest rallies of the stage rallies in the U.S. coming up uh, the end of the month. Uh, I think you've got an auto show in the mix as well, right?
9: Uh, Chicago Auto Show right after this, which is kind of nice because I think they're doing a little inside-outside, obviously, to still keep the protocols. In some major cities, they have all of that uh, mask to certain things like that. So it's pretty cool to be able to get back to auto shows, especially because that's kind of where I started so long ago. Um, But it's completely different. Auto show is usually in February, over uh, Valentine's Day, and obviously you and I are both out at King of the Hammers for that. And honestly, I would love to be in Southern California compared to the windy city in uh, the middle of the winter time. But I'm pretty excited to head there mid-July. Who knows what it's going to be like, if it's going to be hot. And then, like you said, right after that, New England Forest Rally, which is pretty cool. Um, We've talked about it, about Travis Pastrana, Ken Block still being out there. So it's still getting a lot of hype. And, I mean, we do that at Sunday River. And if you're familiar with Sunday River at all, that's where they have frozen rush or have frozen rush. And so it's cool to be able to use that facility during the uh, summertime, and just the the views and the scenery, it's beautiful. If you've never been out to that rally, you should definitely check it out.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it is one of the It's one of the crown jewels on the uh, North American calendar, that's for sure. I've been out there numerous times. And I tell you what, late July, up in Maine, New Hampshire area, there is nothing better than being up there. And I don't know, how how many, uh, what's the over-under on how many uh, lobster rolls you're going to eat while you're up there, Tiff?
9: Well, I'm actually, my sister lives in the Boston, Cambridge area, so I'm going to fly out uh, a few days early. And I was going to surprise her. Yet I failed to tell her I was coming out there early, so she's actually coming back here. So either I'm going to spend a few days out there, but over under, I don't know. I like oysters too, so maybe if you said oysters, I would for sure say at least six dozen oysters will be ate during that week weekend. Uh,
3: oysters. I actually had my first oyster uh, with Street Bike Tommy in Maryland uh, this past uh, couple weeks ago. So uh, yes. Uh, my cherry has been popped, and um, oysters. I uh, yeah, I can do them. I, it's I don't know. Flavoring's got to be right though. It's still a little weird, but I, I can handle them.
9: Do you like like the the briny one that still tastes a little like salt, o- the ocean, or do you like like the buttery, the creamy ones that they have?
3: Yeah, it's got to be buttery and creamy and stuff like that. Yeah, I.
9: I the, the, uh, the, <laughs> do you have to have the horseradish and the cocktail sauce and the the vinaigrette and all of that, or can you just? eat it
3: right away uh, a little horseradish doesn't hurt but I'm yeah I can eat it right away I mean it's I don't have to have it drenched and everything you know
9: no okay and just because you guys have talked about the shrimp cocktail hopefully soon we will be able to experience shrimp cocktail together okay. just putting that out well
3: there. 100% we're going to St. Elmo's during uh, PRI so just throwing that out there right now
9: <laughs> okay so over under how many shrimp cocktail dozens are we going to be eating at a PR? I know that's far away in December, but I'm looking forward to well, that. Well, you
3: don't share those you don't share those at Saint Elmo's. Everybody's got to get their own. So, I'll we'll just say that. That I don't know. We're good. we're shooting Well, the thing is, I don't know if anybody other than Saint Elmo's has a good one. So, uh I'm going to throw it out there at uh Probably one a piece because I don't know that we're going to be able to afford to go to St. Elmo's more than once. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back after this on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd Like to welcome my General Tire teammate, Mister Jarrett Brooks, to the line, who is uh, there at ERX Motor Park, getting ready to do some short course this weekend. What's happening, Jarrett?
5: Hey, how's it going, Jim? Yeah, we're we're here back at um, you know the dirt track. It's been a it's been a pretty busy season so far. So our season didn't start until uh, a few months ago. This. We're racing here on the Midwest, so we got to try to beat the weather. So it's a summer summer shootout, so we race twice every month. And in short course, that's kind of a lot because the amount of prep that goes into these trucks, it's not like road course where, you know, you just uh, throw the car in and you go to the next track. The amount of prep and tear down and mainly cleaning these trucks is a lot of work. So uh, we've been based out in Crandon. I, mostly, I live in California, so we're a long way from home. We don't have a shop. Or we don't. I, I would. We don't. We have a shop, but we don't have tooling that you would normally have in your shop. So, it's been a uh, a long process of trying to prepare for this Midwest series. But man, racing over here is a blast. Totally different than Cali. Super green, obviously, and uh, the tracks are super sick. I mean, every track we've gone to, or I would say it's 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 a bit of a unique track layout. We go to a super short track for our first race. Then we go to pretty much almost a two mile track at Crandon. Now we're here at ERX where it has a little bit of both. It's it's technical, but it's also a pretty long track. I would say it's around a mile and a half track. So it's uh, it's super fun to race over here.
3: Well, that that was actually going to be one of my questions talking about the tracks because I know well, obviously you're coming off a championship in the Lucas Series. Obviously, you were you guys were one of the dominant teams in Lucas the past couple of years. Uh, a lot of wins, uh, you know, always up front. And then, you know, and those tracks were they, they were really kind of tight, compact. You know what I mean? There wasn't a lot of room to stretch your legs. And then you go to the Midwest where you've got, like you said, Karen, and you got Bark River that's got a really long stretch, things like that. I mean, it, it's short course, right? It's still the same trucks, but the, the racing is is quite a bit different. I mean, is there an adjustment for you guys to to, to go back there and do that?
5: Yeah, for sure. It's been a big adjustment. So this is my first year in pro two racing on the Midwest. I raced back here when I was in 2014 in a pro light, but honestly, you know, we came back here where we were going to run similar setups to what we ran last year on Lucas. And, uh, you know, those setups have not been working. We've been chasing our tail, trying to figure out setups where we didn't really think that was going to be a factor because, you know, dirt's dirt, um, you know, the tracks are all the same, but, the competition level over here is way more extreme after the luke solo series shut down every 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 big name and short course pro 2 pro 4 UTVs all came over here so i would say the competition is high and uh you know trying to set up the truck for these terrain is i mean it doesn't seem like it'd be different but um you know it's just not the same
3: yeah, well, and I figured, obviously, you're coming off a, a, a win at Cranon. A big one, we got to say that. I mean, it was a cup win, you know. Um, and But you've you've raced at Cranon before. You've won at Cranon before. You kind of have the setups there. But, um, you know, you're coming in here to, you know, a lot of these guys, like, say, a Keegan Kincaid, who you haven't raced against a whole lot except for at Cranon, you know. And he's been doing the thing there for the last few years. And he's got all the setups, stuff like that, you know. And, and he runs an operation very similar to yours. You guys run it at an elite level. That's got to be tough, you know what I mean get just you know basically getting up to speed with all these guys that have all these years worth of homework you know
5: yeah for sure i mean most of these tracks we haven't been to ever so hannah go for instance that was a pretty new track for everyone but um you know i actually thought we were going to have a good advantage there because it was a really small track it was like a lucas track and it had clay you know we're kind of used to having clay at our tracks and you know we were way off you know something where we're where we honestly haven't been off in a long time in pro two. And then we're here at ERX, haven't raced here in a while. I've never raced here. We actually tested here. But, um, you know, I I think, I don't know. You know, you always try to advance your program coming into the season. I think we just got a little carried away on trying to make our truck faster where sometimes, you know, you don't need to get carried away. So we went back to the original setup at Crandon. Obviously, we went to Crandon before, so – um, you know, I, I, hope, I hope from here out we have our original setup in the truck where I feel comfortable and we can uh, start putting down a good laps and, and making our way to the front.
3: Yeah, well, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, that, that win at Crandon, that cup win, obviously there's a little bit of money that goes with it. Obviously it's, uh, you know, a non-points deal, but uh, that's that's got to feel pretty pretty good. You know, obviously, uh, hey, we can run up front, we can win. I mean, that was a big one with the Pro Fours in the mix. I mean, that's got to have you a little bit excited for the second half of the season.
5: Yeah, I for sure would say it brings confidence to our team because uh, I feel like we've been right there, but the competition level is high. I mean, we have 20 20- – 22 pro twos and i would at least say 10 of them can win so that cup race was super good we actually we actually threw a setup in the truck that you know we knew it wasn't a points race we really had nothing to lose so we threw a setup in this truck and it felt really good i just hope it can transfer over to these other tracks that um you know just feel more comfortable just it's, it's crazy like i said the setup like the the identical setup we ran last year at a Lucas track where we were really fast, you know, had a really fast truck every weekend we come here and it's not the same. So, um, you know, hopefully that set up from Crandon carries over and uh, you know, we can keep charging, but it's just a hard format over here to consistently get wins. So uh, there's no, no qualifying. We, uh, we come to the race and we go off of points of the last round. So say Keegan Kincaid is the leader he has to invert there's no qualifying full in or invert of four to ten trucks so they're they're trying to make it really hard on uh you know having consistent winners so that also plays a
3: big effect in it yeah well, and as all this is going on, obviously, uh, you know, you're part of Team General Tire. They call you to represent the Continental side. You go Stadium Super Truck racing last weekend in Mid Ohio, and I know you've done Stadium Super Trucks before, but correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time you actually raced one on pavement.
5: Um, this is the, well, I would say, the second time I, I raced. I raced a little bit. I went to. Um, there's a track in Florida. I'm, I'm blanking out on the name, but I raced that when I was, like, 14 years old. St. Petersburg.
3: Ah, uh, St. Pete. Okay, so you went and did that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But uh, So how was that? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously jumping back behind the wheel of stadium super truck, you used to short course in the dirt. I mean, uh, how uh, you know how was how that uh, jumping back and forth between running the Pro 2 and the SST truck? Because they're completely different animals, man.
5: Yeah, the stadium super truck is a full different animal. I mean, you know, we race on dirt where, you know, you know how to, we all know how to race on dirt. We slide it. We know we go to, now we're, now we're throwing myself onto a road course with a truck designed really not made for the road, throwing ramps out on there. So that was honestly, um, I would say really good learning for me. I, I feel like I learned a lot of stuff, but going and racing a truck on asphalt, there's a full different twist in it. i mean you really got to be smooth and you really got to uh it's crazy you got to conserve your brakes you got to conserve your tires for the end of the race we have three three competition cautions just to kind of make the show interesting and you uh they, they do a full invert there so i think there's about uh, 10 trucks so um each day say you qualified first you start 10th but you just kind of cruise through the field after the third caution then you really go for it but I mean, I feel like the videos just don't do justice. On the back straightaway, we're hitting 120 miles an hour, just all front brakes, locking them up, and trying to give everything these trucks have. And it's, uh, it's they're, they're super sketchy. But honestly, it was the most fun I've had in a while. You don't have a spotter; you're pretty much out there just doing your own thing. You really got to use your mirror because of the draft. Like when you're going 120 on the straightaways, you know the the trucks they draft. You can, I can catch Robbie six car lengths if I just get behind him and get in the draft. So it's uh, it's really fun racing. It's unique. And the fans are, uh, you know, I feel like they loved it way more than the Indy cars.
3: Yeah. So I got a question. You're you're tapped out. You're pinned in one of these trucks, 100 plus. What's it like to hit one of those steel ramps?
5: Uh, it's a pucker factor. At first, you know, <laughs> I kind of pedaled my way up to it. And next thing you know, it's like you're just trying to get that little, little bit on the straightaways. And you got to hit those things flat out. And it's, uh, I mean, the trucks take it. You just got to get your confidence level up there. But hitting a ramp, those made metal ramps, just not mounted to anything. They're just sitting there. The truck legit bottoms out off it. You can feel the trailing arms hit the ramp, and the truck just pops up. Like, it flies super good. So that's cool. Robbie did a really good job on uh, how they fly and how they jump.
3: You know, and it's funny because you look at them from the outside and I've never hit one of the steel ramps, Um, but it's you look at them from the outside and it's like they're very abusive. It's not like this gradual slope like you would see, you know what I mean, with this nice transition. I mean, it's very harsh. Like, (laughs) I, you know, it's one of those like I'm expecting like, you know, seeing like an FMX jump where there's this nice transition, almost like a skateboard. Now, these things are just abusive. It's like, bam, bam, bam. Everything hits hard, you know?
5: Yeah, like you try to explain to someone, you're like, okay, yeah, I know we're on a road course and we're hitting ramps, but no, these ramps are huge. Like we're <laughs> legit on the front straightaway. There was a there's the flagman. We are looking over at the flagman in the tower, parallel to him in the air. That's how big we are going off these jumps. Is legit high as the catch fence. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's so awesome. So, uh, obviously, I know you love doing the Stadium Super Trucks thing. Uh, Any chance uh, Continental's going to give you uh, the nod again later on this year?
5: Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, You know, we went out there with Marco from uh, Continental and General Tire, and uh, she loved it, man. That was his first time there. And I think we brought a lot of hype. Um, I feel like I got a lot of exposure. We had a lot of fun, man. I haven't done one of those in a while. But the goal is to go and race uh, Long Beach. I think it's in uh, September, mid-September. And then um, I really want to get back to the dirt. Those things on the dirt in a stadium, a full pack trap stadium, I feel like that was so much fun. And um, the goal is to have the stadium super truck back at Storm Stadium this year, oh, nice. um, the AAA Stadium.
3: That'll be that'll be awesome. I know uh every time they've ever been there it's just been massive, you know. It's like uh, you know, people turn out and grows that that that's I, I you know, I love watching them on the pavement, but I feel like you get those races where it's purely on the dirt in a stadium, that's where those things need to be with a big crossover gap jump and everything. Like that that's what those trucks are made for. As fun as they are to watch and I'm sure race on the asphalt, like I feel like there's just something about that stadium atmosphere that's that's full on SST.
5: Yeah, I know the stadium atmosphere is is insane and uh, you know qualifying one at a time when there's, there's a full pack stadium really brings it down to the drivers. Like I said, you have no spotters, so it's really just down to the driver and they're basically all the same trucks, so it's uh it, it's tough but they're uh, they're a blast.
3: Yeah. So uh, going back to ERX, obviously we've got ERX this weekend. Uh, you know, this is, uh, I guess, after this, this will be the official midway point of the 2021 uh, championship off-road uh, calendar. I mean, uh, what are the prospects for this weekend? What's it going to take to uh, get you out front and uh, on top of the box in front of this stacked field of Pro 2s? Yeah,
5: for sure, man. Like I said, this Pro 2 field is stacked, and I think uh, this, this week they're going to implement qualifying. So depending on how that goes, Um, I think I I haven't raced here yet, but it seems like this track, it's super big, but I think it's going to be hard to pass on. So I think we're going to need to try to qualify up front and maybe try to get a lucky, a lucky uh, pill draw, try to get a low invert and just uh, stay up front. But, um, you know, this field is honestly so stacked that one little mistake, uh, can put you back to seventh place. So I think just staying consistent, keeping our head down, staying consistent for the rest of the year. And just uh, you know, trying to stay on top trying to stay on the podium.
3: Yeah. Well, and I'm looking at it. I think you're what, uh, looks like ten points behind Keegan. I feel like uh, you know, with four rounds down, ten points out with a you know, with the with the setup issues you guys have, you're you're in a damn good spot, man. I feel like uh this is one of those where you don't want to bat around, right? You wanna always kinda be there. You don't want to have one of those where you get crashed out and finish fifteenth or something like that, because that just, you know, pulls the rug out from under you. It's I feel like it's really about consistency this year.
5: Yeah, for sure. Like a bad day um, in this field, you're looking at 22 trucks, so that's really going to hurt you. And uh, yeah, just being consistent. You know, I you know I want to win them all, and I want to just put my nose in and, and try to make passes. But I've been, uh, you know, I've been driving pretty smart this year. I haven't really been aggressive at all. And um, I don't know. You know, it's it's hard when you're in the driver's seat when you're in a full battle, going for wins and podiums. But um, you know, just got to be smart. They really want to win. They really want to win. So we're going to see. Consistent and you want to win. It doesn't mix too well, but we're going to go for it.
3: (laughs) Going to go for it. Well, it's always a pleasure, Jarrett. Good luck this weekend, man. Uh, Always stoked to have you on the show. And uh, let's put one on the box for General Tire, buddy.
5: Awesome. Thank you very much, Jim.
3: And we'll be back with more after this on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
1: That's 800-410-4771
11: I don't even recognize myself anymore
12: I'm really worried about him His addiction I haven't seen him like this Ever
11: Hey look, I I never wanted to start using I, I knew the drill But I was out of options
12: I just want to tell him It's not your fault
3: Well, welcome back here to the General Tire Down a Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. What a, what a hell of an hour number one. Uh, Tiffany Stone, Jarrett Brooks. Hour number two is going to be phenomenal as well. We have, yes, we've got uh, Bill the Thrill Hines, one of the most viral motorsports uh, guys of the past week. Um he is going to be our guest for I believe two segments to cap off the show so uh all our stadium super truck fans you're definitely going to be tuned in for that one uh he is uh he's definitely uh he's a character man he's a he's a rad guy I've known him for uh, for quite some time does a lot for the world of motorsports. his companies have been sponsors of teams and drivers and athletes, and uh, you know he likes to give back a little bit. And uh, um, you know he's won a stadium super trucks race too. I think last time we had him on air was around the, the time he uh, actually took a took a W. So uh, yeah, Bill Hines, uh, guest hour number two. Also got a big segment. I'll uh, dive in a little bit more about my East Coast trip and uh, my trip to Pastrana Land and uh, Cranon and everything else. And so uh, yeah, we got a big big hour number two coming. Up up you got any questions hit me up at jim beaver 15 on social media and um yeah, we'll try and get those answered here in the next segment after uh, after the top of the hour. I think we got a dirtfish rally report coming as well, so uh, lots of stuff to come. Uh, I think I am going to bow out for a couple of minutes. I am going to uh, go and grab myself uh, a Red Bull, and then uh, we will be back to uh, kick off hour number two right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, uh, powered by Polaris Razor. Don't go anywhere. A whole lot more to come today right here on the
1: show. You're listening. listening. Listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
4: USA
13: Radio
14: News. I'm Brad Bernard. The CIA Inspector General is carrying out a review into the agency's handling of officers sickened by the mysterious Havana Syndrome. CNN has learned, a revelation that comes as cases are mushrooming across the globe. The intelligence community still doesn't have an official explanation for the perplexing constellation of sensory experiences and physical symptoms that have now sickened hundreds of U.S. diplomats, spies, and troops around the globe, some severely enough to force their retirement. Lower winds and better weather helped crews using bulldozers and helicopters battling the nation's largest wildfire in southern Oregon, Public Information Officer Tracy LeClaire.
10: Uh, every afternoon those winds pick up. Uh, the fuels are extremely critically dry, and uh, that, that contributes to extreme fire behavior.
14: This is USA Radio News.
13: Nothing is more important than your vote. Now lawmakers across America are pushing for election integrity to make sure your vote really counts. All this week, Newsmax's Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith are exposing the flaws in our voting systems and how to fix them. Make sure you watch Spicer and Company tonight on Newsmax for the real truth about your vote and how Texas, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and more are in the crosshairs. Everyone is watching Newsmax. It's on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them, tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. And you can watch Newsmax on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Plus, download the free Newsmax app on your phone and start watching now. Newsmax is your trusted news source. Every night, watch great shows, starting with Spicer & Company, Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Cortez & Pellegrino, and
14: a lot more. Go to Newsmax for real news. Watch it today. The FBI disclosed that it received more than 4,500 tips on a phone line in 2018 as part of a background investigation into then-Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and provided relevant ones to former President Donald Trump's White House
15: counsel. Less than two weeks ago, Dr. Ford publicly accused me of committing
3: wrongdoing at an event more than 36 years ago when we were both in high school.
14: The exact number of tips was disclosed in a June 30th letter released by Senator Sheldon Whitehouse on Thursday. America's Frontline Doctors, a nonprofit, filed a motion on July 19th seeking immediate injunctive relief to stop the emergency use authorization of COVID-19 vaccines for three groups of Americans, anyone under the age of 18, anyone who has recovered from COVID-19, and those who haven't given informed consent as defined by federal law. This is USA Radio News. Pennsylvania's top election official has decertified the voting system of rural Fulton County for future elections, saying that an assessment by a third party had violated the Keystone State's election code. The Pennsylvania Department of State said in a statement dated July 21st that Wake Technology Services Incorporated's access to the county's voting system undermined the chain of custody requirements and strict access limitation necessary to prevent both intentional and inadvertent tampering with the electronic voting systems. A computer outage crippled a number of businesses. Here's USA's Wendy King.
10: A computer network outage temporarily took down a number of websites belonging to a variety of companies, including Delta Airlines and Amazon. Akamai Technologies, a cloud service and web security company based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, said it was investigating the cause of its service disruption. In addition to Delta and Amazon, Capital One, British Airways, GoDaddy, Vanguard, UPS, LastPass, AT&T, and Costco were also affected by the domain name system failure. Akamai said the outage wasn't caused by a cyber attack, but didn't detail the source of the problem. The outage caused some Delta customers to be unable to check into flights using the airline's website. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King.
1: That's 800-760-1845.
6: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
3: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, Jim Beaver here kicking off hour number two. We got uh, uh, Bill the Thrill Hines coming up uh, to, to cap off the hour in the last two segments. Uh, going to be talking to Stadium Supertrucks, his viral video. But right now, we're going to jump into a Dirt Fish Rally Report. Brought to you this week by our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. Now, our good friends at Dirtfish, obviously they are a media company as well, promoters of the ARA National Championship, and among many other things, got a race team, and they are a rock-solid driving school that I absolutely love to be at. So uh, go over to Dirtfish.com, use the code JimBeaver15, that'll get you 15% off any and all classes there at Dirtfish. So... Big news coming out of uh, WRC uh, the past couple of uh, weeks is rumors are swirling again that there might be a U.S. Uh, US um, round of the World Rally Championship. Um, this is, uh, you know, it's been long been rumored that uh, WRC wants to come back to the U.S. I guess all the auto manufacturers are now putting on even more and more uh, pressure to uh, possibly um you know have a round here in the United States. So um I absolutely would love it. I think it's uh, one of those where shoot if you are a motorsports fan or rally fan, WRC comes to the US, you just absolutely have to mark that on your calendar and make sure you are there right away. Um but uh you know I I think the big new you know big thing is is where uh, where is this round going to be and that's uh that is to be determined. Uh, obviously they're talking about potentially 2022. I know there's four rounds yet to be announced for the 2022 WRC calendar. Uh but I believe 2023 probably will be uh a better option for WRC to come to the United States. Me Personally, you know, obviously WRC has you know been at uh, the Olympus Rally before in Washington. Eh, I don't see that as a, a great landing area, but I could see something like the New England Forest Rally being a really good spot for them to land. But uh, I don't know. Um, but a lot of speculation swirling uh, around that. Get all the news there at Dirtfish.com. Don't forget Jim Beaver fifteen. That'll get you fifteen percent off any and all classes at Dirtfish. But uh, their website, if you're looking for rally news, that is the place to go. It is top-notch, and uh, it's where I go for all my source of WRC and uh, American Rally info, as well as uh, Rallycross as well. But we are going to take a short break, and we'll be back right after this, right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hit me with questions on social.
7: From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big, balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly.
3: Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All right, we're going to jump into things in hour number two. I had a bunch of stuff I was going to talk about, tell tell you about my trip, things like that. We might jump into that. I mean, obviously, I've been to Cranon before, so you guys know, know the Cranon stories. Went and hung out with my boy Levi LaValle in Minnesota, uh, for, for a little bit, and, uh, Yeah, so uh, we might jump into that if we have time. But some big breaking news a couple of weeks we've been off is uh, that X Games is back. Yes, it's been – honestly, you guys have been hitting me up. What's going on with X Games? What's going on with X Games? I didn't know. I have people that are close to this situation. They didn't know. X Games has been announced that they are back for 2021 And uh, they have announced their schedule. And we're literally only uh, a week out from X Games 2021 starting right now. So it's going to be a different type X Games moving back to Southern California. Which, uh, you know, that's the roots of action sports in this country. Uh, to, you know, and so uh, a logical place for, for them to call home uh, as they find their next big venue. Uh, they're going to do uh, uh, three smaller venues is the way this is going to work. No fans invited because of COVID-19. Uh, whether you believe into that, you know, stuff or not at this point, it it's a part of life. Uh, the rest of the world is open back up, but I guess they don't feel comfortable having uh, uh, fans on site. And part of it is because these are going to be private venues, which I think is going to be Really, really interesting. And so they're going to have moto. They're going to have skateboarding. They're going to have BMX. Those three, they are going to be there. So uh, they're going to have three venues. They're going to have a place called uh, – actually, yeah, three venues. They're going to have a place called Dream Yard. Uh, this is uh, Pat Casey's uh, personal house, his backyard ramp, which is absolutely amazing. It's 10,000 square feet. Um, it's been a part of uh, you know uh, some amazing uh, video parts uh in the past so they're going to have uh, BMX park there at uh, Pat Casey's backyard. Uh they've got slayground. Slayground is uh basically Axel Hodge's uh you know his private playground, his paradise where he trains. So they're going to have all the FMX stuff at uh, Axel Hodge's house. Uh then they've got the uh cal training facility CATF Um, it is, uh, you know, a training center, uh, uh, you know, for skateboarding. So they're going to have, uh, BMX street and skateboard street, park, vert, best trick, and, um, street best trick competitions right there at the Cal training facility. So, uh, that's going to be indoors. That's going to be interesting. So, uh, you know, all this leads us up to, um, you know, the, I guess the, that is happening here in about a week. Uh, and then you immediately go into the Olympics where we've got skateboarding and surfing there. So, uh yeah uh, i'm definitely going to be interested to see uh you know what happens on this front obviously you got to think Pat Casey, guys like Pat Casey and axel Hodges going to have a little bit of uh, a leg up on everybody else but let's let's go down uh, this list of invited uh guys for uh for moto and uh, some of the others i mean obviously um, get some of the uh you know the uh usual suspects axel Hodges Tyler berryman uh, Jared McNeil tom parsons uh you know they're there in high quarter pipe um Moto X Freestyle, we got Jacko Strong, Takahishinoku, Hishinoku, uh, Harry Bink, uh, Rob Adelberg. I mean, some of the usual suspects there. I'm just looking to uh, see you know, if we've got any uh, standouts that we didn't really see. Uh, uh, Josh Sheehan is in uh, Best Whip, always a fan of Sheeney, uh, McNeil, Creed, Hodges, Berryman. Um, Best Trick, we've got uh, Sheehan again, Bink, Adelberg. Uh, so, you know, kind of, uh, um, you know, some of the, uh, you know, some of the usual suspects. Probably one of my favorite events they are adding this year It comes to Moto, though. Yes, they're adding a new event. It is 110 racing. They are going to have a 110 track. Got Berryman, Casey, Hodges, McNeil, and Raja so far, uh, on the entry list. You know, that's going to expand as they get closer. But I mean, how epic is that? How rad is that? They're going to have 110 racing. Uh, it's going to be a beep show. Let's just put it that way. It is going to be a complete cluster. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be madness. You're going to see karate kicks, elbows out, and it's probably going to be a crazy you know, track with massive jumps for these 110s. I am so excited to watch this. This may be the entire highlight of X Games. I hate to say that, but the Moto 110 racing may, in fact, steal the show when it comes to X Games. Uh, You want to talk about something made for social media, that is it. Um, And, you know, that being said, let's talk a little bit about the schedule for X Games because they are going to have on – I'm looking down uh, the list. So Friday Friday night they're going to have X Games on ESPN. Saturday, they will have X Games on e- on ABC and ESPN2, and then Sunday, X Games will be on ABC. But in between, those are going to be kind of like highlight reels, I think. Um, X Games will be on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and the ESPN app for uh, live. So... Uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting, it's definitely a different feel. No fans in attendance. I wonder how that'll affect things. Um, you know, obviously they had that at Winter X. Things went over fine and they did all right. So uh, I'm really excited. One, X Games is back. Um, but two, um, you know, it, it looks like they're really trying to involve social media. You're probably going to see a lot of live feed, a lot of live stuff happening. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I. I, you know, Is this ideal? No. ESPN will probably be the first to tell you this isn't ideal. Uh, ideally, you got a packed stadium full of people cheering things on, but they're doing the best they can, and I am really excited. This whole backyard field of X Games, kind of a session, throwdown. With no fans, I mean that—that's actually more authentic than we've seen in a long, long time. So, props to ESPN for pulling this together. I would hate to go a year without X Games. I know in the beginning, what was it? Every two years, and then they went to every year. Um, I can't remember because X Games became so popular. But uh, I'm really excited about this. X Games back. I'm going to be tuned in. I'm going to—I'm a fan. Um, I'll be on the beach in San Diego when this all goes down. So I'll be watching on my phone from the beach. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that being said, I get to go surf next week. So, it's <laughs> a whole lot worse than that, right? Um, I being sarcastic, it's epic. Uh but yes, I'll be on the beach in San Diego all the next week. So, if you see a guy that's uh doesn't have a whole lot of talent on a surfboard, but uh he's probably shredding his longboard up and down the boardwalk next week. Yeah, that'll be me in San Diego. So, uh swing by say hey, uh if you see me out there. Um, do, did see, they got a new skate park built on mission beach, wooden park right there on the, like right there on the beach. So I'm kind of excited about that. But, uh, yeah, uh, me digressing. That was that. So <laughs> yes, uh, I do want to uh, mention, I, obviously my travels, we kind of got into it to start the show, had some guests, didn't get to, uh, you know, didn't get to really uh, follow up on that, but I was out at Cranon. Um, Cranon, uh, obviously is uh, the crown jewel of off-road short course, the biggest, baddest track, most attended, um, you know, it was a little light on the fans uh, for opening weekend. I think Labor Day is going to blow the roof off of things. But that facility, man, they, they've they gone in, they've done even more renovations, more upgrades. I got to tell you, I was absolutely mind blown how beautiful the facility was they absolutely have worked their butts off at Cranton to uh, to renovate that facility and make it a world-class place. It's always been world-class, but they just keep fine-tuning it. They keep refining it. They keep making it better. They keep making it better. And uh, it's got me really, really excited for Labor Day weekend. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, with the pandemic kind of coming to an end um, and, you know, events starting to happen once again, I think uh, people are going to come out in Groves to Cranon and uh, they're going to have a welcome site because it's absolutely a beautiful, beautiful place uh, and there's a lot going on there. So uh, definitely looking forward to uh, uh, Cranon later this year and uh, just you know, being back there amongst my people, uh, that was actually, I think, last year. What was it? The biggest, um, the biggest event, um, the biggest event in the world um, with fans uh, during the pandemic. You know, and I think fifty thousand people packed Cranon last year uh in the middle of the pandemic and uh yeah it was definitely definitely a good time had by all Cranon always rolls out the red carpet for uh not only for me but everybody that shows up there so uh, uh good stuff happening there on uh, the Cranon front and uh you know in short course in general man champ off-road i know tiffany and i talked about it you know to start things off um but uh you got to give champ off-road a lot of credit man they they have somehow rallied the troops they've uh, they 've got everybody together on the same page for a short course. Uh, obviously, you got the Gas Series uh, happening, the Lee Perfect and uh, Dave Cole on the West Coast. It's more of a regional type thing, uh, and I don't think they're really trying to go to war with uh, Champ Off Road. And uh, you know, they're putting on some uh, some good events there, and uh, I think it's great. Regionally based events uh, allows the West Coast racers an uh, opportunity to kind of uh, you know get some seat time and and race uh, and you know and and truthfully uh, um, you know test and things like that without having to pull across the country. You got you got to appreciate that. But I think everybody at this point realizes Champ Off. Road is uh, these series, uh, you know, to be nationally and uh, with a CBS sports package, everything else they've got going on. Man, big, big stuff happening there, and tip of the cap to them. So, um, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we got ERX this weekend. You can tune into that live stream. We got X Games kicking off uh, next week, starting on uh, Wednesday, July 14th online. So uh, lots of big stuff happening in the next week. Uh, if you are a fan of, uh, of off-road and action sports, obviously uh, IndyCar, a little bit of sabbatical uh, until uh, the street race in Nashville. And man, I even tell you guys, I'm heading out to Sturgis with this full of bourbon. So that's going on as well. But, uh, but we'll be back with more right after this short commercial break.
1: 800-754-4531
3: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, my guest this week, a good friend of mine, been a while, Bill, but we got uh, Bill the Thrill Hines on the show. Bill, you are, uh, I-, I guess, in the off-road circles, probably one of the most talked about guys this week, but uh, it's been a long time. We should have had you on air regardless, but man, welcome to the show.
15: Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, uh little video went viral, you know, so. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, I guess let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about stadium super trucks. Obviously, you're a veteran of the series. You, I I don't want to say you've been around since day one, but you're damn near close, man. You've uh, you've been with the series for uh, quite a while now, and uh, you know you've seen this thing grow. Uh, you've seen it kind of change and morph. Uh, things like that. I mean, uh, you know, just talking purely, uh, you know, from a stadium super truck standpoint, I mean, obviously you're a business owner, you've got business properties, you enjoy the racing, but you found that as a really good outlet to, uh, to get some ROI for, for your brands, things like that. I mean, how, uh, you know, how is the health of the series of stadium super trucks right now, in your opinion?
15: Yeah, well, I guess you could say I've been there since day 1.5, but so yeah, Yeah. from the beginning in some sort of capacity, originally it started with me sponsoring uh, EJ Viso, a uh, former IndyCar driver in it. And then from that, I, I just fell in love with uh, the whole sport. Uh, Robbie Gordon is an amazing individual and uh, you know, it, Robbie, he has his ear to the ground, as you know. So if, if things change, he changes on the fly with it. And, and so the, yeah, the, the, the series as it was originally started was, you know, modeled after the old Mickey Thompson off-road series. So it was truly supposed to be like in the stadiums, in the dirt, but then there was such an interest from the, I would say, the on-road community, like the asphalt community, the IndyCar community, the NASCAR community, where they were like, hey, can you bring these to, to our tracks? And, and Robbie figured it out. You know, he made the jumps and, and the ramps and, and uh, really tuned the trucks so that we, we can, you know, have them tuned one way for when we're on the asphalt and in and, and front of IndyCar and NASCAR fans. And then when we're in the dirt, it, you know, it's a little different setup as you would know for coming from off-road as well. So yeah, um, the health and uh, it, it's, it couldn't be better. Obviously COVID put a big damper into what all racing could do. So, I mean, you, you found everyone on iRacing just having fun with that and still trying to keep that alive. So uh, I, I think uh, as things start to open back up, uh, you're going to see us in a lot more places. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, that video that went viral, I'm not, I'm not proud of of the look of it um uh I'm I'm not apologizing to that guy. Uh, he deserved everything and then more of what he got, but uh but yeah, I wish I would have handled it a little bit better, but you know, uh it, it is what it is, as they say.
3: Yeah. Well, and you know, I've I've looked this over. I mean, I I've watched the videos, the the clips, uh you know, the stuff leading up to the incident, you know what I mean? And uh you know, I got to say, just purely looking at data, you know, um, you know, I, I'm I looking at a, I'm looking at this thing and, you know, he was missing ramps and to me that 's you know there 's penalties there like you, you miss an obstacle in supercross things like that unless you 're shoved out or, or there 's a legitimate reason i mean you 're penalized for that you know you just don 't do that indie car you cut a you know, cut a corner you cut course whatever i mean there 's penalties involved unless there 's a reason for it to happen you know and this wasn 't just a one time incident i 'm looking at this thing and going there 's multiple ramps missed here i mean it became a regular occurrence. And then, uh, you know, obviously there was, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, shenanigans going on with uh, the young Max Gordon, who I think we all, uh, you know, kind of kind of love the kid and, and see the future, the bright future that he's got, things like that. You know, so I, I feel like there was a lot of buildup beforehand that led to what people saw, you know, in that video.
15: Oh, for sure. Well, let's talk about the buildup actually started the Friday morning when the dude, was entering the credential office to pick up his parking pass. That's actually where it really started. He went in there. I won't go too much into this, but let's just say he went in there. First, he was in the wrong credential office because IndyCar doesn't handle our credentials. He's in there, and he's like, hey, do you know who I am? You should have my stuff waiting and ready for me. He was a total uh, Jack uh, Um, (laughs) A-word, and uh, he made the lady cry. Like He really berated her. And it was lucky one of uh, I think Joseph Newgarden's manager was in there, so uh, you know they, they kind of you know Newgarden they have kind of ties with Penske who owns the whole series, so that spread across the whole IndyCar paddock very wildly. Okay, so uh, Bo was ended up being public enemy number one to everybody. Um, they made him go apologize. He did a backward half backwards apology. You know you could tell it wasn't meant. So. That, that that upset us in the SST paddock because we're there to put on a show, to to be kind to everybody, to be nice to everybody. You know, we high-five the fans. We let the kids sit in our trucks. So to have that negative cloud over us and like, hey, like he's one of yours, like, oh, no, he wasn't one of ours. So then that takes us to the, the actual race. Missing the jumps, I mean, a new guy missing the jumps, we, we kind of – can get over that because there's a fear factor there and until you get comfortable and actually trust your equipment and know that hey if you do your job as a driver, that truck will keep you safe and you'll land safe and you'll be on to, to hit the next jump in the next corner. Um but what he was doing and how aggressively he was driving against Max Gordon. Okay. That's what upset me. So I guess my overprotective dad side came out. So he he was chopping Max Gordon Uh, Max would pull a pass on him, and so he would miss a jump to catch Max and dangerously pass him. He almost shoved him off the the, – after you take the keyhole in uh, uh, mid-Ohio, then there's a kink that comes on the long straightaway. So we're approaching speeds close to 150 miles an hour. And as you know in the off-road thing, if you're on the asphalt and you just get shunted off into dirt – your truck, your tires are gonna, you're gonna go sideways. You're gonna, but you're gonna bite in, and you're gonna go on a barrel roll, like nobody's business. And and you hope that the inertia of the truck and the energy dissipates, and you just stop because then you'll be okay. They roll you over, you can go on again. But if you hit something hard, they're probably peeling you off that truck. You know, it, it's it's not a good way to go. So so that's what angered me. So after the race, I just put a little bumper on them. I, I did a little pit stop maneuver, and I parked them. And, uh, he didn't, he didn't like that. And he wanted to fight. I'm like, no, this wasn't about me fighting you. This was about me sending you a little message. say you're going to drive safe. You're not going to mess up other people's races and, uh, uh, or we don't want you here. You know, if, if you're not going to hit the jumps in our form of racing, there's plenty of other racing categories that you can go in that you don't need to hit a jump with, you know, it's, uh, so that's what it is. And yeah, uh, it's funny. He has social media posts saying, uh, uh, oh, well, you know, uh, Bill apologized. He doesn't have much experience in racing. It's like, uh, well, in, in may, maybe not overall racing, but in stadium super truck racing, I'm probably the second most experienced as far as starts goes. And, uh, you know, uh, he's missing jumps and still. He was six seconds off the pace regardless, but when he was even missing jumps, he was two seconds off the pace. So, like, Max had him covered. So. But I do want to talk about Max Gordon. So yeah. Max Gordon's a 13-year-old son of Robbie Gordon, okay? He is the grandson of Baja Bob Gordon. He is the uh nephew of Becky Gordon who raced and Ryan Hunter-Ray who is an Indy 500 champion and IndyCar champion. This kid has the DNA and the fabric of a champion racer, okay? What you're looking at him at 13 years old driving in a professional race car series, this is Tiger Woods coming up. This is LeBron James coming up. This is the level this kid can drive on. So, like I'm behind, I'm admiring the art of, of that is Max Gordon. So, so for somebody to purposely mess with him and screw with him, you're going to see not only me, you're going to see a lot of his, you know, know, adopted uncles and brothers come out and defend that kid, you know? So that that's, so hopefully again, not happy with the look of, of, of it happening. I apologize to the fans, and to Robbie and to USAC for doing it, but I'm definitely not going to apologize to Bo because, you know, he does it again next time I will take my helmet off.
3: Yeah. Well, I think there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of rubbing, and you know, I saw what happened after the race. You know, before you know the the incident with you guys out of the car and stuff like that. I mean, it happens in NASCAR. Guys go and okay. give each other a little fender after the race. Hey, uh, you know, remember me? Uh, you know, well, you know, you got something coming around yeah. like that. Just happens in racing in general. You know what I mean? Like that. There's but ha-
15: it, uh, yeah, it does. It happens, and you want to talk about it, and that's the, that's the message. to Say, hey, we need to talk after the race. But it's definitely not saying, hey let's fight, let's have a fist, you know, let's fist the cuff and, and yeah. that. I mean, I got the guy by a hundred pounds. I'm I'm trained in that stuff. I was an army veteran. Like it, w- it wouldn't have went good for him to do that. That's, that's not what we're, you know, what we're trying to do. That's, that's not uh, what the pit stop maneuvers for or putting a bumper on him. It's like, Hey dude, you cheated. You got black flag three times. You ignored that. So he really actually ruined the show. For the fans and everyone else and all and any driver behind him because it, it's like again he was six seconds off the pace like he just ruined max's race ruined my race ruined jet nolan's race and uh, we should have been up there with the main group but because this guy was doing what he was doing like i had to stay behind max i'm not going to pull a pass on max the only way with uh Bo in front of max doing what he was doing i would have had to basically move max out of the way and then move uh uh ball out of the way and I wasn't going to do that. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that to max, you know?
3: Oh, man, I, I completely get you there, Bill. And, uh, you know, this whole Max Gordon conversation, this leads us to something else that I absolutely want to get into with you because I know you know the kids super well. So I think uh, we are going to take a break, and then when we come back, Bill Hines and I, we're going to jump into more Max Gordon, more Stadium Super Truck talk, and a whole lot more to come uh, because this interview is just getting started, and we're just touching the tip of the iceberg. So we'll be back after this on the General Tire, a Down a Dirty Radio show, Power.
1: That's 800-846-2153.
4: Now,
1: time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. You can increase the return on investment of your marketing assets by repurposing them. Transform each one into at least two or three different assets to save time and effort that you can devote to other things. A blog post can become several social media messages, and vice versa. A brochure can turn into a blog post and an infographic. Be sure to look for multiple ways you can use each asset and reach customers in different ways. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a powerful business
6: upgrade with
15: Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL.
3: And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. Hi, Tom Bodep for Motel 6, leaving the light on for families back on the road. Kids in suitcases jammed in the back, earbuds tangled in the dog, heading to see Aunt Jasmine and her rock garden. Admit it, you missed this. And Motel 6 has been missing you. With our clean, comfortable rooms and great low rates, we've been giving families on the move the perfect roadside rest for almost as long as Aunt Jasmine's been putting rocks in her yard. I'm Tom Bodep for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you.
6: You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show Powered by Polaris Razor All killer and no filler
3: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show Powered by Polaris Razor Jim Beaver, Bill Hines here and uh, before the break, you know, it's funny you mentioned Max and, uh, you know, and his age and what he's doing. And I'm I'm lucky I live in Parker. Robbie's got a house here in Parker. I, you know, I've been around Max since a kid was, you know, even thinking about driving diapers. race cars. Yeah, diapers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I see what he does in UTVs. I'm watching what he does in Stadium Super Trucks. And I feel like I've seen what Robbie's done, you know, out of the public eye with Max. And, there, you know, and the testing Max has done and the things he's driven. And I'm – Robbie's building this kid up and and he really hasn't showed what this kid can quite do yet, and I feel like you know there's a lot of parents that go out there and brag about their kids before their kids are ready for the prime time. I mean Robbie's making this kid an a plus player and then he's going to unveil him, you know and I'm like he's literally going to take the world by storm at some point like i I have never seen a kid at this age with the car control able to do what this kid does at, at such a young age. Uh, I'm a believer. I'm a buyer into the Max Gordon program, uh, you know, and I keep going, I wonder where he's going to be 10 years from now. Hell, Bill, I wonder where he's going to be five years from now, you know?
15: Um, I, I, listen, man, See, here's the thing about Robbie. Robbie doesn't brag to anyone about his kid. He's And if Robbie – like, Robbie didn't come driving over – to, you know, Robbie's kind of letting Max and the other drivers do what they do, you know, and uh, you know, if Max is in a wreck, Robbie treats him just like another driver. It's like, hey, you okay? Okay, bye, and and walks away and does Robbie's business. But yeah, Robbie, man, such a good father. I mean, the work he has put into Max, I mean, like, he he helps him, he trains him, he, he tells him what to do. I mean, but Robbie does that to all his drivers. All you have to do is ask. So, um, with Max Gordon, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, Uncle Ryan hunter Ray, I mean, all the all the people that are around him, this kid is special. Uh, you know, I think the sponsor should start lining up for this kid because this kid, I mean, it, it's not unheard of that this kid is going to win a Daytona 500, a NASCAR championship, or an Indy 500, Indy championships. I mean, you know, he he will. You know, uh, but here's the thing, he's too young to race in those races right now. But, uh, you know, give him a couple years. I think, you know, when he's 18 and he's allowed to do those races, I think he's going to be one of the youngest drivers to make an impact like you've seen in a long, long time.
3: Yeah, completely agree there. How about you? What else is going on, man? Uh, You've been pulling any cable under the Hudson lately? Or, uh, you know, I know you uh, started a podcast, right?
15: yeah we started a podcast and uh no i'm 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 uh, not uh, doing uh, any type of thing like pulling any fiber anymore uh, so i'm uh going away from that and uh you know going to do some other things that uh that i won't talk about just yet uh but you know hey you, you got to earn a living and make money and uh so uh other than that uh racing uh yeah. still just trying to do stadium super trucks. I, I, am um, talking to Alex Prema, who's the V8 supercar uh, Bathurst uh, champion from two years ago. He has a GT four team. So we're looking at a deal there where we would do endurance races as well. Um, I, I want in NASA, the 2017 endurance race championship. Uh, so it, it did that, that was, that was fun. Uh, but I would always like, as I'm racing, I'm like, all right, so I'm missing something. Where's the jumps, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, so do that. Actually, I do want to get out. So actually I'm going to, I'm going to visit a uh, Crandon this year. I was getting invited by Jared Brooks and Ryan B and I, uh, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm going as a fan, as a spectator and I got a lot of friends there and I'm just going to go in and, and, uh, pack into Crandon like everyone else and, and see those races. I think it's going to be fun. I want to get out to, uh, uh, the Baja 1000. And that's on my bucket list. I, I think, uh, you know, Robbie, Robbie's like, he comes up to me a couple years ago. He goes, Bill, I think you could do it. And I think you'll do well. And, uh, you know, he, Robbie doesn't pay anyone lip service. So, uh, I I think, you know, that's going to be on the bucket list and to do. And, uh, you know, even Charles Dorrance, who's, who's won the race in one of the categories, he even said, Bill, I think you should do it. You'll do well. So, uh, you know, that, that definitely has to happen. And, uh, other than that, you know, just living life, having fun and, you know, policing the, uh, stadium super trucks from new drivers.
3: <laughs> well, you know, that being said, you mentioned Cranon there and that's got, that's got me interested. I know uh, I'll be out there, uh, doing some TV for that weekend, but, uh, that, that would be interesting to see the transition, uh, you know, out there. And then obviously ball 1000, I think, man, between your stadium super truck experience and then your endurance racing experience, I think you, I, I believe you could do pretty damn well out there, Bill.
15: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, well is in, in those races. To me, well is finishing the race, having a good time, and nobody getting hurt. And then at the end of the day, like I don't drink, but you know, when they say share a beer with someone. or I'll, You know, I'll have my Coca Cola or my iced tea. But you know, toasting everyone, saying, "Hey guys, did we all have fun?" Yeah, we all had fun. That that's a that's a win for the weekend. You know, if, if you could do that and everyone's safe and 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 just talking about the different passes and. Uh, like if you watch even the stadium super truck race, mid Ohio race two, when Bo wasn't a factor, he was in the back, you know, when he had to play by the rules, he was spinning out, crashing into walls all by himself. And, and we had a couple of good battle packs and you know, that, that's what it's all about. It's it's about that fun and, and appreciating the art of the other driver, it, it, you know, and you can learn something from any driver, you know, anytime, you know, but it, it's funny though, there's people like that in this sport that their ego doesn't allow them to, to to even get beat or appreciate the other driver. It happens a lot with young kids. And it also happens a lot, as you know, with females, you know, look at our friend, Sarah Price, what he had, what she had to go to, or people like Zoe uh Edenholm or, or Lindsay Brewer, those, those girls. I mean, you know, when, when they, when they beat a boy, the boy, it's like, Oh, my pump went, Oh, my tire pressures are low. Uh, you know, there's always an excuse of why, you know, a Sarah Price or somebody like Zoe or Lindsay beat them. There's always an excuse. How about you just say, "Hey, she kicked my ass," or Max, oops, sorry, or kicked my butt, yeah. and and uh, just you know take it and appreciate what you just watched. You know, that's how I take it. You know, yeah, there can't be any ego in this sport.
3: Well, you know, and it's funny because I'm standing here doing this interview at 40 now, and I, you know, at one point I was the young gun, the young kid because I've been around the sport forever, but. Um, you know, I'm looking at it and going, man, like it's crazy. You know, and just how talented kids are, boys and girls. It's such a young age now. I mean, you know, you're looking at Max, and these kids are coming up. I mean, they're they're getting so much experience at five, six, seven years old, be behind carts and and mod carts and UTVs, things like that. Like. I mean, this industry has shifted so young. I mean, we used to see it in Supercross, you know, where you know kids in nineteen twenty were twenty one were killing it, uh, yeah. you know. But now we're starting to see it in in off road and in in general motorsports. I mean, uh, you know, you look at even somebody like a Haley Deegan, who you know she's come up through the ranks of NASCAR, eighteen. I mean. Riley Herps. I mean, He's I'm just awesome. yeah. I'm looking at these kids, and it's it's amazing the talent at the young age that they're able to develop because there there's so many different places for them to get experience now that say twenty years ago just weren't there.
15: Oh man, uh, glad glad you brought up Haley Deegan too. I mean, and I agree with you, man. It's such a joy to see that. This you know, I really think that the sport of racing overall, whether it be Formula E or the, the electric off road or or state of super trucks, IndyCar, NASCAR, whatever. Arc uh, whatever, whatever you want to say I, I think because there's that bug and and kids growing up and you have the people like like the Haley Deegan I mean so, like when she jumped into the XR uh, SRX series that the, you know the Ray Everham <laughs> and Tony Stewart's been in like she it I was so proud because I mean heck you know obviously she's the daughter of, of a legend Deegan you know and uh and uh you know kind of like she kind of feel for max. Like she's knows what it is to have a dad as a legend. And uh, man, did she put on a show, oh, yeah. you know, like a couple more laughs. She was, she was going to, she was going to take Tony out. But, uh, but that was impressive to see her go up against the likes of Elio Castro and, and the Tony canons, the and Marco Andretti's Paul Tracy, who yeah. just was like, I don't know, Paul, Paul was doing his best Bola of impression, <laughs> you know, just taking everyone out. <laughs> you know, and uh, funny. Yeah. So, uh man, you can't say enough about her. I mean, people, you know, again, when she beats people, there's there's always going to be an excuse of why the girl beats you or the kid beats you. So, again, people, just you should appreciate what's going on and and how talented and gifted these, these people are, man. Can't say enough about them.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I love the SRX series. I'm glad you brought that one up just because I've been a fan. I mean, I feel like it's his all-star thing. We're seeing what now it's going to be Bill Elliott versus Chase Elliott oh, yeah. at the finale. Like, I feel like the one character missing from this whole thing is our friend Robbie Gordon. Like, I feel like if he was there, it would be like the, the icing on the cake for some odd reason. I just feel like he's the one guy that the glaring omission of this whole thing, but it's been so fun to watch this thing happen and, and see the fun that they're having, you know?
15: Yeah, actually, I was at a wedding with Tony Stort one time, and it was Marco Andretti's wedding, and we we're all standing around, and everyone, you know, they're just BSing, and they were said to Tony Stort, they're like, well, who do you think's, like, one of the best drivers that doesn't get as much accolade? And literally, Tony Stort in front of everybody. I'm talking Mario Andretti was there, Michael it goes, Robbie Gordon. And they're like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I'll tell you, wh- and he goes, I'll tell you why. Robbie can jump into any vehicle and give him a few laps. He's going to figure out the car, make the necessary adjustments, and he could win in any series he's in. So if that, if, that's, if he was in an SRX, if he was in the next race, I guarantee you, Robbie would figure a way to be on that podium and win. Or and so I don't know if they want him in that series because <laughs> you know <laughs> Robbie Robbie's a beast. Robbie is so talented. I mean it's it's and it's. And the, and the good thing is, too, is he's great to learn from. Like, he, he's willing to sit down with you. Not all drivers, like, some drivers can just drive, but, uh, you know, some drivers can actually, you know, translate that to other drivers to help them out. Like, I get a lot of advice, believe it or not, from Sheldon Creed. Like, Sheldon will text me from watching a race from wherever he's at and say, hey, Bill, you need to do this next time. Paul Morris is another one. He's got a lot of experience and a lot of education from Paul Morris. He's a V8 supercar driver you know uh he did some time in indie lights up here but he's an aussie guy and uh you know one of my good friends but so you you know you can learn from everybody you can learn from everybody so i can learn from a a 14 year old 15 year old sheldon creed as he's coming up and now obviously he's the nascar truck champion um but yeah so anyone can teach you in this in this great sport of racing
3: yeah and it's funny you know robbie i you know he's he uses our shop from time to time here in, in Parker when he's got something and he's you know he's got one of his race cars something we've got lace and welders and mills and tubing benders so you know you know stuff's there and you know this is a couple years back but I had the race car sitting there and. We we're doing something. It was unskinned, and you know he's sitting there, and they, you know, and funny thing, people don't realize, Robbie, that guy's a hell of a fabricator himself. I mean, he can run a lathe, he can weld, he can do just about anything. But he's walking around my race car, and he just like we're just having a conversation. He's just looking, and then he starts pointing things out, and like he just starts dropping these information bombs. You know, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And it's like, you start thinking about it. He's like, he's dead right on everything. But it's just, the guy just oozes information. It's just, it's if you want to grab that and run with it or not. But it's like, if you just sit back and listen to him, you can pick up so much in so many different ways. It's it's amazing the amount of information that guy just drops.
15: Well, I think, again, it's some people's ego. Like, they just don't want to know. They don't understand. Like, yeah, Robbie's a race car driver, but on the business side of things, that his technical ability, like, I mean, look who his dad was, Baja, Bob Gordon, yeah. like Robbie, uh, like Robbie setting up a shock, you know, uh, or, or a sway bar or, you know, just that the, he can drive a vehicle and, and know just from driving it, just from feeling it on his butt, something where to go and pinpoint, like my truck all weekend, like in the beginning of the weekend was flying, like nose high. I was landing on my back bumper Robbie goes and he driving behind me, he's like, all right, Hey, you've got good speed. You're going in these corners. Hey, Casey, brought the, the chief mechanic over. Hey, I need you to take out uh, this much rebound from the front, but I need you to also do this on the back. And uh, you know, at that point they're speaking a foreign language to me. Cause I don't know that part. I, I feel like cold trickle. Like, I don't know, Harry, I just drive it, you know? And, uh, and uh, Robbie made the adjustments. And for that second race, I was flying perfectly. And uh, in SST, you have to have that balance of, hey, do I want to fly good or do I want to corner good? You can't have both. So there has to be a little balance uh, of what you want to do. Um, so, yeah, Robbie's, uh, you know, yeah, like I've, I've gone to his shop and he's wrapping a truck, you know, or yeah. <laughs> he's working on brakes, Or, you know, it's like he there's there's no cleaning a toilet. There's nothing that guy won't do for the sport, you know, and his team and his employees. And he builds a safe truck. Let me tell you right now, and this, the UTV, the speed, you know, uh, UTVs that he's making. Oh my God, they're just they're they're going to be amazing. So, uh, you know, I like to say uh, Max Gordon and uh, Robbie. They they hurt a lot of people's feelings, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, you got to get over it because it it's just advancing the sport.
3: Well, Bill, uh, always fun. Thanks for uh, calling into the show. Hey, take care, guys. And we'll be back to wrap things up after this on the Gentle Tire Down at Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are
10: investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home, guaranteed fixed or replaced, with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back.
1: 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771.
11: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
12: I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Ever. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment.
1: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. all right, we're back here to
3: uh, wrap up the Gentle Tired on and a Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor for this week. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in, uh, putting up with me for two hours here on SiriusXM uh as well as the US American Forces Network Sports Byline podcast one Down and Dirty show uh, all of our networks apple Podcasts. you know it we're all over the place thank you guys for continuing to support us 10 years in uh big thanks to General Tire Polaris Razor Vision Wheel Rigid Industries Dirtfish Optimus our good friends at Fist Full of Bourbon iRacing, GSPX TV Axles, everybody who continues to help us stay in business right here on the show. Thank you, Tiffany Stone, uh, my good friend Bill Hines, Jarrett Brooks, uh, everybody that's uh, been a guest this week. I am at JimBeaver15 on social media if you want to give me a follow. Our new website uh, is launching very, very soon. It'll be JimBeaver15.com. Make sure and check that out. Down at Dirtyshow.com will still get you there as well. And uh, if you're looking for a coupon code at Dirtfish Rally School, you know what? Use the coupon code JimBeaver15 and that'll get you 15% off any and all classes right there at Dirtfish. Trust me, it is a blast up there. You guys won't be disappointed all right hit me up with guest suggestions who you want to hear on the show next week i am wide open man let's get them booked let's get them on air and let's have some fun next week and uh, that's about all i got for this week um but uh yeah let's keep the conversation going on social media i know there's a lot going on a lot of party and everybody's excited to be back amongst people be safe out there have a great weekend and we will see you next time right here on The General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Until next time.